Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Wednesday, September 9th, one day away from the start of the NFL season. It's been a great week so far on Straight Fire, only getting better Felt really good to get back in the win column in the best bet. Now 14-4-1. I will have the pick for tonight at the end of the podcast. And yes, of course, on Friday, we will blow out NFL Week 1 faux show. We'll go heavy into that. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends. And let's get down to the fun stuff. I'm not going to start with the Lakers, who had an awesome victory. LeBron was phenomenal. Playoff Rondo showed up. As enticing as it is to start with LeBron and the Lakers, I'm going to start with another NBA story. And we have a great guest coming up later in the podcast, Will Blackman, former NFL player. And there's a little bit of a theme to this podcast. We talk about relationships in life and how they matter and in sports and how his career had a lot to do with relationships, even to uh, his now wine business and getting on TV. It's really phenomenal stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it. But what I want to talk about is loyalty, okay? Loyalty matters in life big time. It's one of those old-fashioned values, right? 
you're there for the guys who got you there. And I have a friend who's actually going through some tough stuff right now, a college buddy. We were never boys, but we were friends. You know, he was with our crew. We texted and I saw on Facebook, of course, on Facebook that, you know, it appeared some tough stuff was going on in his family life. And I immediately reached out, you know, uh, and I wanted to see if I could help in any way, shape or form. I'm on the other side of the country and there wasn't really anything I could do, but I certainly extended a hand and made a couple of our friends who are local to him aware of it. And you want to be there for people who got you there or who were there with you early. But in sports, it's totally different. Here's how you need to look at loyalty in sports, okay? There is no loyalty in sports. That's a fact, folks. And we're seeing Giannis Atenacumpo, the now two-time NBA MVP, he's acting out of emotions in the bubble. I'm sure you guys saw this story. It broke late on Tuesday night. Okay, Giannis talked to Chris Haynes in the bubble. Chris Haynes, I believe, of Yahoo, yes. He also freelances for a million places. Chris Haynes, great reporter. And Giannis essentially comes out and is saying, yeah, yeah, hey, don't make a run at me. I'm not going anywhere. I, I want to stick around in Milwaukee. We've got unfinished business here. And-, and I was stunned reading these quotes because for Giannis to say, you know, he could hold the Bucks hostage and say, hey, trade me, he came out and said, it's not happening. That's not happening. Some see a wall and go in the other direction. I plow through it. And I'm sorry, Giannis. This is a terrible decision. Now, I will say, I'm certain he's acting out of emotion. The Bucks just got dusted by the Heat in five. The gentleman sweep. Giannis did not play in game five with the injured ankle. But Giannis has said he's excited to get back at it next season. I'm sure he's going to say the same. What do you expect him to say? Do you really think Giannis is going to come out and be like, yo, I'm done. We had a good ride. Trade me. He's not going to do that. Come on. The reason loyalty doesn't exist in sports is because players have options. And just because someone drafted you seven years ago, that doesn't mean you need to be loyal to them. You're not a slave to the team that took you seven years ago forever. I've been consistent on this. Okay? I said it was smart of LeBron to leave and bounce from Cleveland. He gave them ample opportunity to build a title contender around him. They couldn't do it. Kevin Durant, same deal in OKC. I applauded the move. I said it was smart, and I know people are getting angry listening to this and saying, but Jay, hey, hey, he should stick with him. What about, and this is the cheapest refrain, what about Magic and Larry and Michael Jordan? (laughs) And I always laugh at that because I've talked about this ad nauseum on FS1, on my radio show, different era, different times. For you to bring up Magic Johnson getting drafted by the Lakers, which at the time was one of the golden franchises in the league, and Larry Bird to get drafted by the Celtics, which was the premier franchise in the NBA. They had won the most titles. That's silly. You get drafted by the best. Obviously, they're going to put the best players around you, and the Lakers instantly did it. Okay? And then, oh, Jason, what about Jordan? Okay, yeah, let's go back 30 years to when Michael Jordan was a free agent in the late 80s, and I'm sure you haven't done the homework. You're just saying, well, he stuck around. No, no. They were ascending. They had added Scottie Pippen. They gave Michael Jordan the coach he wanted, Doug Collins. They gave him everything. He was happy. They were ascending. And remember, within two years, they were able to overtake the Pistons and the Jordan rules and get to the finals. But Michael Jordan was at the top of the league when he he, he was a free agent and nobody left back then. It was unheard of to bail on the team that drafted you. Fast forward 30 years, we're in the player empowerment era, folks. 
the players have all the power in the NBA, and Giannis especially has power, and he should exert it. I'm telling you, uh, to the Bucks fans listening to this podcast, when LeBron James looks around that Lakers locker room, he's saying, we got a title team. When Kawhi Leonard looks around that Clippers locker room, we've got a title team. And those guys primarily built it. When Giannis looks around the Bucks locker room, Eric Bledsoe, he's 30. Eric Bledsoe, is he a money player? George Hill is 34. Kyle Korver's 39. Brooke Lopez, 32. Wes Matthews, 33 years old. Uh, all of a sudden, this kind of looks like an old team. They got run off the court by a young, spry, exciting Miami Heat team. I don't really think this is a decision for Giannis. They took a step back. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, led Kawhi's Raptors 2-0, and then they gagged it away. And I know the regular season was great. And yeah, it would probably be a bad look if if Giannis went to Bucks management and said, hey, hey, you know what? Trade me. I want out. Yeah, that would be a bad look. You want to give it one more chance? Fine, but do not sign that Supermax Giannis. That would be terrible. Because you might end up like one of these guys, like Charles Barkley on TV. Charles Barkley ripping everybody. What did Charles Barkley win? Shaq's got rings. He's next to him. Kenny Smith has rings. Do you want to be a guy who wins championships? Or do you want to be a guy who puts up great stats and win MVP awards? Russell Westbrook, he's got an MVP. So does James Harden. Don't you think they would trade that in a heartbeat for a title? And, and, and you know, just we'll talk about Harden in a sec, but, I mean, this is a no-brainer for Giannis. Bucks, I'm happy with what we've built. We've got it together. Maybe the pandemic screwed up our, our uh, rotations, our flow. We were rolling. Let's give it one more chance, but I'm not signing the Supermax. And if they say, well, listen, Giannis, we can't proceed without a commitment because we don't want you to leave us high and dry. Well, you know, I got to do what I got to do, and you guys got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's that simple. That's, Giannis is not going to come out looking like a bad guy. Nobody's going to think he abandoned Milwaukee. Loyalty does not exist in sports right now, especially not the NBA. Giannis has to do what's best for Giannis. If he wants the rings, I think you got to bounce. I think you look hard at the Miami Heat. I think you look hard at the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know about the Toronto Raptors. Some people think they, they are in the mix here. Brian Windhorst came on here and pumped up the Raptors. I don't know about that roster. Lowry's getting old. Gasol's getting old. But you got to explore the options and see what's out there. You, I mean, listen, a year, a lot of things can happen in a year. Remember, folks, and I'll put a bow on it with this. A year ago, everybody thought, oh, well, well, Giannis has taken over the East. This is his league. It's a wrap. I mean, MVP, he's dominant. Look at the Bucks; They're ascending. And once again, one year later, and it's a ton of question marks about Giannis and the Bucks. Um, all right, quickly, let's move to the Lakers because we have to talk about, you know, obviously LeBron James, who was pretty phenomenal. I got to say, I took a lot of glee watching that game. Lakers win by 10. LeBron, 36 points. He had 29 in the first half. The first half was all LeBron. Blocking shots, uh, dunking threes. I think he hit a Curry three where he shot it. It was from the top of the arc. He knew it was going in, and he turned his head. And I, I tried to rewind, but I was putting the kids to bed, and uh, I didn't get video of it. But it, it, LeBron was just in the zone. But the second half is what's interesting. And, you know, Rob G made a point in the podcast earlier this week to say Lakers in five. And he might have been saying it in jest. But 
What I saw in that second half was utter domination from the Lakers, and it did look like the Lakers could wipe them off the floor in five. Here's a stat that is terrifying if you're a Rockets fan. Game two, they shot over 40% from three, Houston did, and they took the loss. The first time all season, they had shot over 40% from three and lost. They shot 40% from three (laughs) in game three. Right on the dot, 40%. And they lost. Like, they're, they're playing their game. And they're losing. Westbrook, who I said would bounce back. Westbrook was solid. 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Turnovers were cut down. 2 out of 4 from deep. He was a minus 14. The Lakers are still going to give Russ whatever he wants. I, 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 I Listen, Harden had 33, but I, I think the problem with the Rockets, Harden had 21 at the half. 8 of 16 in the second half. The Lakers, JaVale McGee did not play in the second half. He did start the game. They instantly started Markeith Morris, who didn't hit the shots he did the other night. But you could see the strategy was simple. We're going to trap Harden every time and let them do whatever they're going to do offensively. They took the ball out of Harden's hands, and then the hero took over. Playoff Rondo! Rajon Rondo! Who, listen, he's taken fire on this podcast, and understandably so. He's had his bad moments. Um, I mean, the guy took six months off, I think, due to an injury and the pandemic. And he looked a little sloppy in his first game back, but Rondo had 21 points in game three. He was amazing. He Seriously, Rondo, three three-pointers, 21-9. and nine. Remember how he stole KCP's minutes in the, second half, in the fourth quarter of game two? He stole Danny Green's minutes in the fourth quarter of game three. I mean, it's to the point where... You need Rondo on the floor. Rondo and Caruso were just harassing. Lakers bench was dominant. Kuzma had 14. Without question, that Lakers second half performance, they outscored the Rockets 51-38. to It was just a blitzkrieg. And I am of the belief that the Lakers can win this in five. Now, are they going to come out locked in defensively, making the great rotations they made uh, in game four, knowing that they can beat this team? I don't, I don't know. We'll see because Harden... He, he's Harden's still got some left in him. He, he wasn't terrible, but he can take over these games. I, I just, I think the Lakers are locked in. And folks, we're getting close, dangerously close to Lakers Clippers. I, can, I can't really fathom this. Baseball's getting winding down, right? We're going to have important baseball games. We're going to have Lakers Clippers. And we're going to have the NFL and college football. Now, college football doesn't really begin in earnest for a couple more weeks until the SEC takes the field. But the rest of this month is just going to be on fire, and Straight Fire is going to be enjoying all of it. All right, coming up next, we have a great interview with former NFL cornerback Will Blackman. For Just for kicks, go on YouTube and look up his college highlight reel. Dude, I mean, there are moments where he looks like Deion Sanders with Boston College. I'm hyping him too much, but Will Blackman's a good guy. We've got to become friends, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cook, test results, and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in Will Blackman to Straight Fire. Will, of course, former NFL cornerback, return man, a star at Boston College. You might know him, or your wife might know him, as the NFL wine guy. Wow. Will, how you doing, man? <laughs> hey, I know all the ladies are drinking wine. We probably have like a 97% male listenership. And then, you know. And that uh, is also, that's my clientele is 97% male. Really? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, Will blowing up his his young son is like a model. I mean, he's putting his wife on IG. Will is like increasingly famous. You're growing the IG audience rapidly. Listen, I'm I'm just enjoying my life, Jay. Yeah. That's it, Jay Mac. I just I'm just chilling. I enjoy my family. I enjoy my life, man. And, and that's it. That's all. That's all that I display. Nothing more. That, Nothing that's the way to be. Let's start with a guy you played with. You were drafted by the Packers. And I'm sure everywhere you go, pretty much one of the first football questions, not about you, is, man, what's Aaron Rodgers like? And, uh, you know, listen, this guy's one of the premier quarterbacks in the league. You could probably say he's top five, top ten in NFL history. And, you know, they they have a 13-3 and year last year. They come just short of the Super Bowl. And then they draft his backup uh, in the first round, which I thought was crazy. And uh, I'm just curious, your thoughts, having played for the organization and with Rodgers, uh, what did you think of the Packers making that curious move to draft Jordan Love in uh, the draft? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting given what you just said, right? They just left the NFC Championship game. That's what gets overlooked too, is that they just left the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, I always look at it in terms of from a front office standpoint, is usually you have a general manager that is married to a quarterback. Hmm. And when Brian Gundekus took over, he inherited Aaron Rodgers, which is a hell of a thing to inherit, you know. But he's in a situation where he he can see that, okay, it's almost time. I need to, like, build for the future. And I just feel like maybe he was tied to Jordan Love. He was like, hey, if he's here, I mean, I like this kid, you know, because I just want to get prepared for, for whatever happens, you know, after the fact. So, um I just look at it from that perspective, but I just felt like, man, right now Aaron Rodgers has the hot hand still, and he's not he's not declining at all. So I think, man, let's go ahead and win now and go for it. But I think he's probably looking more so in terms of trying to build for the long term, where you know if he does go all in and tries to get these certain picks or certain players that okay, he's going to have to blow it up and start over again. But I was completely shocked, shocked and, and taken by the pick. Um, from that alone. But yeah, I was in a situation similar. I wasn't there when Aaron Rodgers was drafted, but he was still young when we had Favre and it was a similar situation, you know, Favre still had a lot left. And then they had this young guy grooming uh, that Ted Thompson wanted. I mean, I had, I had done a panel once with a former Packers tight end. I'll leave his name out of this, who basically said Aaron Rodgers just was not ever friendly to him. He would just pass him in the hall and not even acknowledge his presence to the point where he mentioned to coaches, man, I don't think Rodgers likes me. And the coaches had to broker this starting tight end and Rodgers to like meet up in a room and become friends. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you got to that level with Aaron Rodgers, but having been in NFL locker rooms for close to a decade, does that sound unique and strange? Yeah, it's funny, man, when I, when I hear these things, because I even heard similar stories of when uh, Boston College um, let go of their coach, Steve Adazio, and a lot of people were saying the same thing, you know, like, oh, he said this to me, said that to me. It's like, like, we're all adults. You know, usually if you don't have a lot in common with somebody other than playing, then it's like, okay, you know, big deal. Prime example, my rookie year, I never talked to Brett Favre. Ever. Now, granted, I play defense, but I just never talked to Brett Favre. We had absolutely nothing to talk about in common. But he did reach out to me one time. I had a you know a pretty good game, and he said, hey, good job when we spoke. And that's that. You know, I, 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 I'm just different because I never, I never try to read signs. I'm never sensitive about stuff, and it is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, man, we're adults. Let's play football. So uh, Aaron Rodgers and I, we have a, a cool relationship. We always, you know, 
you know, mess, mess with each other and, and tell jokes. And, we're, you know, we're both, I guess, witty and can be sarcastic. So we kind of get each other in that regards. Colin would say that I'm a BC guy. He's a cow guy. We're like the same person. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we totally get each other in that regards. But other than that, man, I think it's to each his own. And everyone is different in terms of how they perceive it. But I, but I understand it from everyone's perspective. You know, he's, he's very serious. He's about his business. And, and that's just what it is. But I just feel like sometimes guys can get too sensitive when they start yeah. reading into things like that. You got to just not care what other people think and not care what other people think. Or just don't, or just don't even assess it. You yeah. know, I, even when New York, I, I was cool with Eli, but we never talked or, or hung out like this. You know, it's funny. You, it's funny. You mentioned New York. I was just going to go to the giants. Cause you mentioned, you know, the continuity issue with the, the new head coach and Rogers and the new head coach always wants their guy. And I mean, it's one thing to have Aaron Rodgers, but if you look at the Giants, they got a new coach, Joe Judge. He inherits a quarterback in Daniel Jones, who, you know, I guess has shown some promise, but the fumbles are a major issue, and everybody thinks the Giants got him too early. I don't know, Will. I'm not bullish on the Giants this year. Uh, a ton of change heading into the season. You had new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new center. I think they they just cut DeAndre Baker, their uh, former first-round pick. They got like five new starters on defense. I don't know. Do you think Daniel Jones is long for the Giants and, and Joe Judge? Uh, I believe he is. And they, you said Logan Ryan. Did you mention him as well? Logan Ryan, yeah. Corner, new yeah, quarterback. Yeah, pick him up too. Um I think so. I think he is. And I understood the whole process of how it worked because a lot of the things when coaches are recruiting guys, you know, you have relationships with certain players, even as even when I was in high school getting recruited, my high school coach had a lot of relationship with other college recruiters that came in. And so I look at Gettleman, how he has relationship, you know, with a couple of the coach at Duke who trained Eli, who, you know, trained Peyton. And so they have a relationship in that regards. And he had also coached, Daniel Jones. So I understand why they had that relationship. Um, but in terms of uh, Joe Judge, I think he's he's just doing necessary things. He is the perfect guy in terms of trying to get those fumbles down because he's really big on cutting down the penalties, cutting down the turnovers. He's he's a disciplinary in that regards. So I think this is a, a still a good situation. I like Daniel Jones just overall athletically and as a quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this year. Yeah, you mentioned relationships, and this isn't uh, football, but it pertains to NBA. I know you're a basketball fan because we've done Dan Patrick together and talked hoops. But you saw the Steve Nash hiring in the NBA, right? And you know, a, a lot like Stephen A. Smith. That's just white privilege, but really, it was a relationship thing. He had a relationship with Kevin Durant, and he also had a relationship with the GM Sean Marks. They played together. You know how how much does that extend to the NFL? Like you were uh, you were in Seattle, you were Jacksonville. How much did relationships help or maybe hurt you uh, during your time in the league? Uh, well, they definitely helped me a ton on the field and off the field. A prime example, um, after, after winning the Super Bowl with the Giants, um, I didn't get one phone call, right? And just to fast forward back, when I was in Green Bay, I ended up having a really cool friendship with a, a scout at the time. And the scout happened to be John Schneider. And he and I were super cool, got along, you know, we hung out. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, four years later, I'm in a situation where I'm like, you know, usually let your agent do all the work. And I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call every team in the book because I don't understand why I'm not picked up right now. So I ended up calling, one of the teams I called was Seattle and I got straight to his, his cell, I mean, his office. And, it, and John Snyder answered the phone. He was like, hey, it's John. I was like, hey, it's Will. 
go black. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, what's up? I was like, dog, I'm just trying to get a workout. <laughs> like, you don't need to really sign me. Like, I would, that would be great, but I just want to get a workout. And he's like, man, listen, right now we are stacked, but I'll, I'll bring you in for a workout to give you some buzz, you know, and also to see what you look like. Was this during, this was when they had the Legion of Boom, right? Yeah, and this is the whole, this is, I think, during the crack cup situation where Sherman and Brandon Browder kind of got in trouble um, in 2012. Oh, right, right, right. And he brought me in, worked me out, and I and did pretty well and ended up putting me on the short list. Coming the following offseason, he ended up signing me uh, to the team. Obviously, didn't make it, so they won a Super Bowl. But here's what's crazy 2012, the defensive coordinator was Gus Bradley. Mm. Right? <laughs> he goes to Jacksonville the next year. I get cut on a Tuesday. Gus signs me on a Wednesday to go to Jacksonville. That's pretty cool. So you just you just never know in terms of who's what. You know, BC, we had a relationship because Coach Coughlin was a, was a Boston College guy. The Mara family, I went to school with their daughters who, who owned the Giants. They went to Boston College. So it's just – it's yeah. just crazy on how all this works. My parents always are like, listen, you just never know who you're going to run into. Always be nice to people. Be friendly. Yeah. Be a sponge. And like, honestly, we, we did Dan Patrick together a couple times. And, you know, at FS1 or on the radio, oh, who do you like working with? Who do you want right. to, if, if I got you with something, it's like, oh, well, Will Blackman's great. You know, like we get along. He's smart. No, vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the cool thing about sports. And a lot of young guys will. I, I know a lot of young people listen to these podcasts. And they're the same ones on Twitter firing off angry remarks, uh, saying whatever they want. And, like, sometimes it, I know you guys are young. I'm glad Twitter wasn't around when I was young, Will. I don't know about you. But I would have said a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, you were young and in the NFL. Like, you can't come in there puffing your chest out, acting like your shit don't stink. You know? You got to because for me, Because for me, J-Mac, it was, it was always business. I never took anything personal from anyone. As, as livid as I was when I got cut from Seattle, it, I knew because it wasn't because John Snyder thought I was a terrible person. It's because he just thought another guy was better. That's based on skill. That's not based on personality. Mm -hmm. So the biggest, the biggest thing I have never done in, in football, or even in TV, I never burn any bridges. Yeah. I, I just have it because it's pointless. Uh, you know, when I was on the Giants, uh, somebody I was really cool with was a beat writer by the name of Mike Garofalo. Oh. <laughs> he was a beat writer, dude. And then all of a sudden, fast forward where, you know, I'm in the middle of my career. He hits up Jacob Ullman. He's like, hey, you should try to, you should give Will a look. Because Will's really cool to the media. He interviews well. You should try, you should check him out. So I went by an audition of like five years, six years ago. It was me, Peter Schrager, and, and Jenny Taft. I think Ephraim Salam was there too. Oh yeah. Just just cuz I was I was cool to people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's just that's how it works, man. Uh let me ask you about the I guess I could call them the Redskins since you played for them when they were the Redskins. You say Washington. Washington. Okay. <laughs> Washington. Uh that was like your your final NFL stop. Yeah. I mean, listen, a lot has come out about this organization. It's been a brutal year for them from the owner, uh the coach is new. It's been a brutal, it's been a brutal a last 5 years. I mean, Will, yeah. a lot has gone on there. I'll ask you first. Uh, yeah. Did you see anything untoward when you were there? Did it feel different than any other locker room you'd been in? Yeah, well, going back to the relationship thing, how I ended up there to begin with, because I had a, I knew Scott McLuhan from Seattle. 
So Scott McLuhan, once again, a relationship thing. He brought me to Washington, and he was like, yeah, I already know what I'm getting with Will. He told me verbatim, too. He said, as long as I'm, long as I'm the GM of this team, you will be on this team because wow. you're the type of person I need to hear. And sure enough, when he was gone, I was gone. Now, when he, he had like some, uh, I think, a, like a, a background that had some issues off the field, right? With, with alcohol. Yeah, with alcohol, alcohol. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my thing is when, when he was hired to Washington, they knew that. You know, yeah. of course they knew that. That's why he couldn't get a job. Before. He's really good at his job. <laughs> He's really good at his yeah. job. Yeah. I mean, we, in 2015, we won a division with outcasts. I mean, you couldn't name really anybody besides DeAndre Hall on our defense and Brian Kerrigan. Um, but I, under, but when I was there, the, the whole, the only, the main issue I had playing for Washington is that whatever we did as an organization was not about football. It wasn't about football. It wasn't about creating a player friendly environment and really catering to the players so we can have a good football team. I just felt like the organization as a whole was more concerned with how they look from the outside, you know, mm-hmm. getting to all the political things, get into like what's important, what's in terms of just from an outside perspective. And I just felt like a lot, a lot of attention was not spent. And I just came from um, two places where, okay, Seattle, where it is hundred percent about yeah. what the players want, what do they need? It, I mean, it's, there's no budget in the equipment room. Like, get these guys everything they want, the best food, the best this, the best that. Like, let's make sure these guys have an optimal performing situation. I go to Jacksonville. Okay, we did not win many games, but Gus Bradley yeah. was all about how can we find the best way to keep these guys happy and really make it about the players. It just felt, it just felt like if you either said the wrong thing or if you did the wrong thing that – you know, you were messing with the brand and you, you would be gone, hmm. you know? So I, I've been fortunate to be in Green Bay. Organization was really good. Why? Because it starts from the top. Any good organization, business, whatever, it starts from the top down. So Green Bay, right? Top down. Seattle, top down. The Giants, top down. Jacksonville was trying to get there. But right now at the top, they can't figure it out, which is why they're resetting again Yeah. in terms of what's going on. That's a great point. And the Redskins, uh, you know, under Snyder have been pretty awful. Now, uh, I don't know. Do you think they've got a chance this year to rebound? I kind of like Haskins more than a lot of other people. He was a super young yeah. quarterback. I mean, he had such a bad situation. You look at the skill position players. Other and than that's Terry legit. Before, like, come on. Like, this team has no chance. But that's legit. You can go into a situation like, like that and be at a different position and still succeed. Um, you know, it was – it was pretty crazy situation, but someone like Kendall Fuller, cornerback, came in mm. and did well. Um, but for a quarterback where, you know, you have the issues with the OC, you have the issues with the head coach, you have the issues with the owner, um, you have issues with the whole – it's really hard to win in that environment when you are the quarterback. So I, I like him. You know, I, I think he has uh, pretty good weapons around him. He, he has the guy. He has the head coach, you know, and they brought in new people upstairs. Uh, which is which is huge, and, and that's how you get better as an organization as a whole. Let me ask you, Will, about this real quick. So, uh, and I don't know how if this is fully out there as like a big scheme thing, but um, the cornerback versus the edge rusher, pass rush versus defending yeah. the pass, because it's become a passing league. And the 49ers had the you know an incredible pass rush last year. You saw it wear down in the Super Bowl in the second half, but the Chiefs kind of did the opposite. Remember, they moved away from pass rush. 
And they focused on Honey Badger in the secondary, and, and the secondary was great late in the season. And in this offseason, you saw Seattle let, Cl- you know, Clowney's not there anymore, but they went and got Jamal Adams to fortify the secondary. As a defensive back, obviously I know which way you're going to lean, but how do you balance that pass rush versus secondary, which yeah. seems to be a huge issue right now in the league? No, this was interesting because I think last year there was a huge debate with a bunch of, you know, I think pro football focused people because they thought that someone else, they said, no, the cornerback position is more important than the edge rusher. And I was like, not at all. If you're starting a team, you go get an edge rusher regardless because it changes a lot in terms of they go, well, you can't really factor into an account how effective they are. I go, but we don't know. You, For example, you're going against someone like, you know, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack or, or Von Miller. Mm-hmm. He may not ever get to the quarterback. Maybe because they're shifting their protection. Maybe because the quarterback decides to go somewhere else. But he is aware if you can affect the quarterback, you can have an okay secondary because, say, the quarterback is hit, the ball is going to come out weird. Maybe he's really feeling that pressure. So I always believe if I'm a GM, I'm always going to go edge rusher first. Hmm. Interesting. But- I, well, I saw the trend last year, and I, for whatever reason, teams are going with the six offensive linemen. And I don't know if that's to help the run game or to mess up the defense with what the strategy is. But it, I do feel like you can scheme out a defensive end. Like Khalil Mack kind of last year, I know he was dinged up, but he, he right. was not really a factor. Now you look at the, you know, TJ. But Watt that's my point, though. Game. You have to you have to scheme and not scheme them out. Right. That's still that's a stat that's not documented, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know I I hear them and all that, and plus you know it depends on how much they want to give Clowney. I know they I know he wanted him there that John did, but um it, it yeah, all I think depends. they were they came in a little like two or three million under yeah, um, but, but that'll if, be interesting. Do you let me ask you this? Do you have a Super Bowl team or uh, uh, give me give me like a surprise team this year? Somebody that did not make the playoffs last year that you think is prime for a big season. It's it's funny, man. It's it's every year. It's Dallas, right? Oh, man. <laughs> every single year. It's not a surprise team, yeah. but I mean, they they have, especially offensively, what they need to get there. Um, gosh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to like think about some teams. I mean, everybody's saying Pittsburgh, right? Because Big Ben's back. He's the yeah. favorite to win the comeback player of the year. No, uh, that's, that's a good one, too. As yeah. lo- I feel like as long as Connor stays healthy. Yep. Um, um, Indianapolis Colts add a quarterback in Rivers who was not very good last year, but the offensive line is great. Yeah, and they got um, two monsters at running back, and they have a great offensive line to defense. So, yeah, those are two teams to definitely look for. I, I think the, the most underrated connection that's going to happen this year is definitely going to be Big Ben and Eric Ebron. I feel like as long as those two are healthy, they're going to have a, an unreal season. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone is still waiting to see what the heck happens in Cleveland. Yeah. But what, I like what, Cleveland what, is no, but what happened? What happened in Cleveland? We just talked. It's been the theme upstairs. Owner, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Ownership management. That's you know, I I feel like that that's been the problem there because they have the talent. There's no question about it. All right, Will, I'll, I'll get you out of here with this. Let me tell me about the how you got into wine, and you are now the NFL wine guy. I see you got all these sponsors are writing about you in wine magazines. Bro, you you don't need the sports media. I mean, you got the whole wine community. Listen, I gotta talk ball, man. I got I got I got uh, I have a lot to say when it comes to football. But I just um I just always enjoyed it as a as a consumer, man. And then I really got to understand. I think the uh, business side of it. Oh, I had an interest because the, when I was drafted to Green Bay, that's the same year we signed Charles Woodson, 
and he was already full fledged in the wine business. So oh. I was like, man, it's interesting to see somebody playing football, but he's actually because I thought that was an industry you couldn't touch. I thought it was some totally different left field over my head, and just to see him uh, go through it. So. I just start to understand more and I want to learn more. So I end up going to get a bunch of certifications in the wine industry. Um, I, I went to Sonoma state and the wine business institution. I just got accepted into UC Davis and the viticulture uh, thing. And then I originally wanted to have my own wine label. And I was like, you know what? Everyone I spoke to said, if you have your own wine label, the hardest thing to do is sell it because it's not that easy. So while I was going through that process, a lot of people were hitting me up on, Oh, you know, how do I get wine? That's when I decided, well, Maybe they should just get it from me. I'll be a personal concierge and a buyer for people and also create my own wine club. So that's where the wine MVP came about. That's the name of my concierge uh, wine club. Oh, smart man. Hey, listen, that's a great business to be in during a friggin' pandemic. <laughs> yeah, everyone's at home. I just, so, wine. No, so f- for example, speaking of that, people at home, um, during COVID, I did Reggie Bush's, his entire wine cellar. I did... Um, half of Matt Ryan's wine cellar. I did Justin Tuck's cellar. I, Sidney Rice and sending him stuff. Um, I'm going to do Josh Allen's cellar when he's finished building it. And then Tyrod Taylor's cellar. So, wow. Look at you. Well, yeah, you, I'll have to get down on the list somewhere when, uh, you know, as this podcast blows up, I get a wine <laughs> cellar. First I got to own a house and then we'll get a wine cellar. Will Blackman, great stuff. Uh, follow him on social media and, uh, Will, I'm sure I'll see you down the road soon. Of course, man. Thank you, Jake. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Will Blackman. He's a, he's a nice guy. I've gotten to know him a little bit. Very sharp individual. And and I'll tell this story for the new listeners. But uh, there was a time when I cracked into the TV world, uh, 2016, and a lot of these athletes, former athletes, would look at me and be like, well, this guy didn't play. Who's this guy? Who's this brown guy over here? What did you do? What? Who are you to go toe-to-toe with me? And, and you know, some of these guys, like Ray Lewis, probably the most famous guy I've shared a set with, he didn't show any of that. He's very cool down to earth. Some of the other guys, you know, give me some static. Will Blackman never gave me any of that. Uh, very nice individual, and I uh, hope you like that. On to the best bet for Wednesday. This might be the final best bet where we just do NBA because NFL's coming up, and, you know, that's my favorite sport to gamble on. Um, Wednesday night, this feels automatic, but the Boston Celtics favored by three. I mean, come on. Uh, close it out. The way the Celtics looked against the Raptors' vaunted zone in game five was just, come on, it was lights out. Uh, Boston dominated them, souped the nuts. Celtics favored by three. I feel like they put them away. Listen, the Raptors had a good run. They won the championship last year taking down the injured Warriors. And yes, I will always mention the injured Warriors. Um, I'm going to avoid Clippers and Denver. I don't know. I I thought the Clippers would roll them in game two, and they didn't. So I'm going to steer clear. Uh, I've seen some things from Denver that's kind of impressive. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more Michael Porter Jr. tonight. But the best bet, Boston Celtics favored by three. We're now 14-4-1. And it's fun to do it in basketball. Doing it on the NFL 
that's when it counts. So I'm going to have to buck up and uh, lock things down. NFL starting in a little more than 24 hours. Very excited. Hope you guys are too. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. You know I love those good reviews. And tomorrow, I will drop the new email address. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you probably saw it. We will be taking your audio questions. I set up an email and everything. It's going to be fun, very cool, uh, interactive. We want you guys to uh, have your voice. And um, you got a lot on your mind, trust me. I read the DMs, I get the tweets, and um, I look forward to hearing more from you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.